Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with me on the podcast. Uh, I'm excited about today's podcast. We're in this brand new year. We're in this season of uncertainty. It seems like it's just been almost a year now of craziness. Um, And we've seen all sorts of things happen in that. And, And the instability makes people want to do different things, makes people want to do crazy things. Uh, that they would not normally do. Anytime there's pressure put on someone from an outside force, uh, that pressure takes its toll. And so we're seeing all sorts of crazy things. We're seeing riots. We're seeing uh, infighting. We're seeing all sorts of division. And so uh, we have this time in this season where a lot of people, especially Christians, are saying, okay, well, here's what God said. Uh, here's what the prophets said. Here, here's what we believe is supposed to happen, and we're not seeing that happen immediately. We're not seeing that happen uh, as we felt like it should. In fact, things are going the opposite direction. And there are times when God will let those things happen just to prove to us he's still in charge because in the end what he said will happen is going to happen. And so we've got to stand firm on the word. We've got to stand firm on what he's already told us. And uh, we've got to know that he has not changed his mind. He has not stopped uh, he has not stopped his plan for you. He has not stopped his plan for the United States of America. He is still on the throne. And that's one of, one of the things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, Luke chapter 20, starting at verse 19, it says, And the chief priests and the scribes the same hour sought to lay hands on him, and they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. And, he, and they watched him and sent forth spies, which should feign themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words so that they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. And they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly, neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to tribute, give tribute unto Caesar or no? But he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Show me a penny, whose image and superscription hath it. And they answered and said, Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. And they could not take hold of his words before the people, and they marveled at his answer and held their peace. Let me tell you something. The way that the enemy works, he tried to trap Jesus in this instance, in this circumstance. He tried to trap Jesus. They sent spies to set him up, to ask him a question to see if they could get him to go against the government, to see if they could get him to go against Caesar. Because if he would go against Caesar and say, don't pay your taxes, they could haul him in as a lawbreaker and lock him up. And so they they had this big plan set up to trap Jesus. And in the word of God, you would find time and time again, you know, everyone was looking for Jesus to do something big. Uh, 
And Jesus had some poignant words to say to those people. And I want to change, I want to switch to another scripture for just a second uh, because there are so many people that are are thinking the same thing. Um, and it's Acts chapter 1, and we're going to go to uh, verse 6. Because the disciples asked him this question right before Jesus ascended into heaven. They had him for just a very brief time, and they, they asked him. They said, when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? So Jesus is getting ready to ascend into heaven, and the people are all waiting for him to restore the kingdom of Israel. What's that? To give Israel back its sovereignty, to displace the Roman government, to hand Israel back its borders, to to make it in charge of itself rather than being under Roman rule. What the people of the time and day thought that Jesus had come to do as their Messiah uh, was that they thought that he was going to he was going to overturn the government. He was going to overturn the government of the day. That was their. That was what they felt like he had come to do. And uh, rightfully so. There are prophecies in Isaiah that say the government will be upon his shoulders, uh, referring to the Messiah. There are, there are different prophecies saying things like that. But the Jewish people uh, didn't like the government of the time. The Jewish people felt oppressed by their government. And so they felt like that's the Messiah's job is to come and restore Israel. They did not understand that, uh, that Jesus did not just come to topple the government. They couldn't understand that. And what Jesus said to them uh, over and over, as in John 18, 36, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. And what a lot of people are doing right now is they're looking to uh, to God to overturn the government's uh, decisions, the, the government's dis- regulations and the government's plans. They're looking to him to do that. But Jesus had to remind his people that his kingdom was not of this world. Yes, God cares what we go through. Yes, God cares about the governments of the world and how they treat people. Yes, God cares about all of that. But we have got to understand in all of the craziness, it's easy to forget we serve a king and we belong to a kingdom. And his kingdom not only has the ability to influence and affect our world, it really does every single moment of every day. And I'm reminded of how the disciples were constantly trying to get Jesus to, to to overthrow the Roman beliefs and the Roman rule. And Jesus would just say, my kingdom is not of this world. And honestly, I'm glad that his kingdom isn't of this world. I'm glad that his kingdom sits higher. I'm glad that his kingdom has authority and power over this world. You know, the blessing of having a kingdom we can't see with our natural eyes is that it can't be influenced by the evil in this world. We serve a king who has a kingdom that is not affected by what's going on around us. His kingdom is... it's immune to the corruption. It's immune to the instability. It's immune to all the warring and fighting. It's immune to everything here. And it is not a kingdom that is set up by some sort of election. God is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. You have a king and a kingdom 
who rules over all. Ultimately, he gets the final say as to what goes on. So when we are looking at things going on in the world and getting really stressed out about them, we've got to remember, listen, he gets the final say as to what happens. And it doesn't matter what goes on here in the natural. It doesn't matter about man's laws. It doesn't matter about man's timelines or setup. It doesn't matter about uh, man's ideas of how things are going to go, how we've all conjured up in our minds some sort of timeline as to how this is going to work and all the conspiracy theories and everything that has come out over the last few weeks. We have a king who rules over all the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He gets the final say over all of it. So instead of stressing out, instead of uh, worrying, instead of fighting, instead of going completely nuts about things and and losing sleep as so many of us have it's time for us to turn it over to him to say god i'm trusting you that this is going to play out however you want it to play out and that's in any situation i know that the election's a hot topic right now i really do but in any situation in your life you turn it over to God and you say, God, you get the final say. The devil doesn't get the final say. God, you have written out my story. God, you have written out uh, my faith walk, this this life that you've given me to live. God, you have it planned out. And so, God, I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to trust and I'm going to have faith. No matter what happens, Jesus reigns. His throne is higher than the world government's. How many times in the Bible do you see the governments of the world attacking people, trying to prevent people from doing the will of God that they know to do, trying to prevent people from praying, trying to prevent people from uh, from doing all sorts of things or trying to uh, force people into certain things? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. What happened? King Nebuchadnezzar throws them into the fiery furnace and God protects them. Daniel. King Darius signed a decree and said, you can't pray uh, to your God. And Daniel kept praying anyway. What happened? Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and he came out perfectly fine. The lions didn't eat him or attack him. God's throne is higher than the kingdoms of this world. God is very, very involved in what's going on right now. He does not miss anything. He doesn't miss a signature on a piece of paper. He doesn't miss a dot on the top of an eye. He sees and hears the conversations that go on behind closed doors that you can't see and you can't hear. He sees and hears it all. He knows it. And he is not wringing his hands in heaven saying, what am I going to do? He is not surprised in the least. He is not afraid. Our God is not a God of fear. He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of any of that. He is a God of order, and he's a God of peace, and he's a God of love. And so in this time when so many people are being attacked because they're trying to figure it out, instead of just having faith, instead of just trusting and saying, God, whatever happens, you sit higher than this kingdom. You sit higher than the kingdoms of this world. We've got to begin to do that. 
he has the ability to cause wicked people to do things for him. He used, he used animals when he needed to get things done. He, he can do anything. Sometimes he even uses people to set their own traps. Look at the story of Esther and Haman. Haman was building a gallows uh, to start killing people, and it ended up Haman was hanged on his own gallows because his wicked plot was found out. God is still in control of his kingdom, of his world. God can accomplish anything that he wants to do. He is in full authority and control. He hasn't left one of us stranded. He hasn't left one of us alone. And we've got to begin to walk in that and understand that. We are we're living in fear. There are people living in trepidation right now because they don't understand who they serve. When you begin to understand who you serve and that he gets the final say and it doesn't matter what happens, he is going to take care of you and be with you, you will start to look at things a little bit differently. And that's what we need to do as the body of Christ, as the church. Mark 3.24 says this, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. What does that mean? That means that the kingdom has got to be united in this time. We can't be saying one thing and another person saying another thing, but that's what happens so many times. And I believe that uh, the kingdom is being divided in some ways in that the true believers are being separated from I believe that the real is being separated from the fake right now. I believe that uh, kingdom is what's going to go forward. I believe God's kingdom is what's going to go forward. The true believers, the remnant church, is what is going to go forward. And God's children were never meant to be divided. Uh, that's an enemy tactic that the, that Satan will use against the body of Christ to try to divide the children of God. But we've got to stand against it. Now, I know that Jesus said that he came to divide. And he said that he came to bring a sword. That's true. But what that sword does and what that division does is it separates the, the, the church from the world and it separates within the church the real from the fake and that's what's taking place the real believers have got to begin to stand together we can't be saying two different things we can't be uh we can't be faltering on our faith we've got to be united a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand and one of the things that i've seen and i'm I'm just kind of talking today i guess i'm just kind of talking about everything that i've seen everything that's going on, one of the things that I've seen is that uh, churches and believers are attacking other churches and believers right now because certain people have prophesied certain things, certain people have have promised and said certain things that that God has said, and um, there are people who are attacking them, people even issuing apologies right now because of the way that things have turned out and the way that things are going, they are coming against the true believers and the true church. And we have got to make a decision as to which side of the line we're going to be on. We've got to make a decision as to whether we're going to stand in faith or whether we're going to 
begin to doubt and say that people were wrong, prophets were wrong, God was wrong. We've got to begin to stand in faith. We've got to begin to stand together. As the body of Christ, we cannot function separate from each other. There has got to be a whole body. There's got to be uh, two hands. There's got to be two feet. There's got to be the whole body of Christ here in the earth. And so we can't begin to attack each other just because we don't see things happening that God said would happen through certain people. We've got to, we've got to hold on. We've got to hold on to faith. We've got to know that God's kingdom gets the final say. God's throne room gets the final say. The courts of heaven have made a de- declaration. And uh, that declaration is what will eventually come to pass. But sometimes it takes time. Sometimes we don't see it immediately and it gets frustrating. It really does. It does get frustrating. When you don't see the hand of God moving on your timetable, it gets frustrating. But God is not confined by our time. God is not confined by our schedules. And he can do anything he wants at any time that he wants. So I guess my main point to you today is this that we have got to trust God because he has the final word. Nobody else gets to override God. The devil doesn't get to override God. Some puny people don't get to override God. God gets the final say in everything, in every situation, done deal. He created us. He created this world. He created everything we see. And he is very involved in all of it. He's not he's not going around unaware of what's taking place. He's not ignorant to what's happening. So trust him today. Put your trust in him. I know that there are a lot of people who've been telling me, "Listen, I've been having trouble sleeping or I've been really anxious." A lot of people have told me that they just can't seem to calm down. "Listen, I'm there too. I've had trouble sleeping. I have had trouble uh, just just settling myself down, um, anxious, excited, uh, irritable, all those things. And I'm just being transparent. I'm being real. This is what we have to do. We have to trust in God regardless of what it looks like at any given moment, regardless of how it feels. We've got to trust in God. And God is going to pull through. At the end of the day, what God said is going to happen. There is no two ways about it. He gets the final say in your life. So just rest. Rest in him. I preach to myself when I say this. Rest in him. Don't fret. Don't worry. Hold on to the truth. Hold on to God's promises. And if it doesn't look like it's happening, Noah worked on a boat for 120 years and didn't see a drop of rain. Imagine how that felt. Imagine how it felt for Noah to be working on this ark for all those years, no rain, no indication that what God said was going to happen was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, one day, the animals started showing up and and God said, get on the ark, shut the ark door, and it started to rain. Lazarus was in the grave four days. They called for Jesus when Lazarus was sick and Jesus didn't show up and Jesus came four days late 
and Lazarus was in the grave buried. They said he stinks. Don't roll the stone away. Jesus said, roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. They thought that it was over. God tends to work in time frames when everyone thinks that it's over so that it could only be him that made it happen. No man is going to get the glory. No woman is going to get the glory. No uh, no algorithms, no court cases, no law is going to get the glory. God and God alone will get the glory. And we've got to begin to rest. We've got to begin to pray. Yes, it's a spiritual battle first and foremost, but we've got to begin to trust God that what he said is going to take place will take place. And so that is my message for you today. Don't give up hope. Hold on to God. Rest in God and know that it is going to take place. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And that's for any situation that you're facing, anything that you're dealing with, God will prevail. God's word is not a lie. God's word is true and God will prevail. He gets the final say as king over this kingdom. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that was an encouragement to you. Let somebody know. Let somebody know God is still on the throne. Just text them. Tell them today. God is still on the throne. He gets the final say. Send them a message today. If you uh, need prayer of any sort, feel free to message me on any of the comment sections for the podcasts. Uh, I'll be glad to pray for you. Just look me up on, on my social media. I do want to pray the sinner's prayer for anyone who might be listening today who does not know the Lord. It's a simple prayer. You just pray it along with me. Open your heart and mean it. And uh, just talk to God like you're talking to a friend. And uh, pour your heart out to him. He'll hear you, but I want to pray this prayer with you. Just repeat it after me. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross and rose again. And God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood that he shed on Calvary. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, we believe you started on a journey with God. If you've never prayed that prayer before, if you prayed it 500 times and you just needed to give your life back to the Lord, that's what you just did. You gave your life to the Lord and you opened your heart up and let him in. That's all it takes to get started. But from here on, there's a journey and you've got to begin to trust him. You've got to begin to read his word. You've got to begin to lean on his promises and live for him. And if you need information on how to do that, please contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Love to pray with you. And uh, I'm always available to, to message or to talk. So God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. Don't give up faith. This kingdom that we serve is much higher than any kingdom in this world. So God bless you. Thanks for listening today. I love you. I'll talk to you real soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, 
please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.